Hello and welcome back to DC Nova Stream. I am your host Brittany, aka Brit Girl, and with me today I have a bit of a guest, which is fantastic. We have Alistair back with us. How are you doing, Alistair? I'm so good. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It feels like forever. Yes, it has been a while, and it's quite exciting because we've got a couple of quick little news pieces, and then we're going to jump into Ooh. reviewing Suicide Squad, the latest animated film, and it is titled Hell to Pay. Before we get into that, have you seen the latest poster for Young Justice Outsiders? I have now because you sent it to me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and it's more news, and I'm <sighs> so excited. I mean, like Nightwing, that's all we really need in the next well, series. Oh, I, well, <laughs> I, I need Aqualad. Oh, yes, Calderam. Yeah. Yes. Um, I need Aqualad to be happy. I, I don't know. I don't really have a fave. Like, I'm, Aqualad is one of my favorites, but I kind of feel like just, I don't know. I'm, I'm rewatching it because I still haven't seen all of season two. Mm. And I know that you have been bugging me to watch season two <laughs> for literally years now. Yes. Um, and yeah, so I'm excited to see what happens because I believe it's a little bit of a Infinity War situation. Where it's a did they don't they survive for certain characters question mark. I mean yes, I mean yes, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say too much. Oh please but, don't say anything. No, I'm not gonna say anything. But from what you have seen of season two, what are your thoughts on Tigress? Artemis well, becoming Tigress. I spoilers. Thanks for spoiling it because I How have, much have not you watched? seen that. I'm oh. I'm oh, rewatching well. season one because I don't remember most of season one okay well i won't discuss the season two with you then <laughs> fine but the um the poster <sighs> looks exciting for those of you at home listening in we have this beautiful space-like poster which i guess um well actually now i can't talk about how little it's... bits and pieces of season two <laughs> and like spoilers okay i'll just go through the characters we see in the poster we have um in the background we have Tigress, what looks to be Black Lightning, who could be um, a grown-up static. We also have Superboy, Nightwing, and a whole bunch of new characters, which is Katana. It looks like Geoforce. Um, we can assume that the lady flying is uh, Lightning, as in the daughter of Black Lightning. Uh, we also have uh, Metamorpho, but I don't know who the fella with the extra set of arms is. I do not know either. <laughs> <laughs> Going but, through the article I found, they don't know either. So it looks like it could be a new character, a reinvented character in the design. But we have put the poster up on our Instagram page. So please mm. go find it and comment if you know who it is. Because we would like to know too. It comes along a similar idea back in... Um, back when they released photos. I think it was at San Diego Comic-Con. Mm. Where they have had like a, a couple of just character images really and there were a few characters we didn't really know so hopefully i mean out if you're out there please compare contrast these photos and <laughs> give me your thoughts who do you think's gonna you know be in the next season of young justice and this, that third season will be called outsiders okay cool i yeah. have i think this show is really interesting for me so mm -hmm. when this show was announced to be revived it was originally going to be a netflix show mm-hmm and then DC decided we're going to do our own streaming service, damn you. And now it's on DC <laughs> Universe. Um, 
I don't know if this is in your news things. If it's wrong, I'll stop talking. If it is, I'll stop talking. Uh, rumor, I literally got tagged in a post last night while I was sleeping and woke up to it this morning uh, to news that there is rumors and now as of 5.46pm on Monday, the 14th of May, several fan petitions to bring back Green Lantern, the animated series on this DC streaming service. No, that isn't in, my, in my, all my news things, but that sounds really good because I know you were a huge fan of this series. I didn't get around oh, to watching it. my gosh. This series, like, I love it so much, I bought it. And I don't usually buy things digitally, but I literally had no other way to watch it. And when it first came out, I was like, oh, the animation is so crappy. <laughs> and it was basic 3D animation. Yeah. What they really succeeded at was story. They crafted an incredible Green Lantern story. And when they got halfway through season one, they realized that Hal Jordan on Earth is boring and no one wants to see that. Mm. And then they ended up recruiting other lanterns of different sectors and traveling across the universe and it is still to my in my opinion one of the best written animated series to date for DC yeah and, and although I, I didn't get to actually watch the series I did see the season finale um, and it you know those there are very few television series where you could jump in at a random moment and it pull at your heartstrings like it does yeah and the finale definitely did. I was like, "Wow, okay, I can see, I can see the, the, um, Appeal. the thought put into the character development and the thought put into the story to bring them all to that point for it to have some so much weight." Yeah, yeah. I was living with a friend at the time who's not a DC fan, hated the Green Lantern movie, nil interest in comic books, was glued to this series. And he was a, you know, mid-twenties, <laughs> very straight, <laughs> very manly man. And the last episode, when something happens with a certain character, he was in tears. And that, to me, showed the power of the show, because I was a blubbering mess. Um, but the fact that he had tears and admitted it and told me that this show is incredible... I was like, I knew that it wasn't just my DC blinders <laughs> on. Mm. And I think, um, I mean, my DC blinders might be on a little bit when I say this statement, but DC easily has the best animated entertainment. Oh, hell yes. Because you have Young Justice, you have the DC animated films, um, you have... Justice you have, League you have Unlimited. Like, one yeah. of the best, highest-rated animated series of all mm. time. Just and then just the Batman as well, the Batman yeah. animated series as well, which yeah. actually introduced Harley Quinn. Harley didn't start off in the comics. She started in that animated series. Superman the animated series. Like, there's just so many. There's just so many, and they've done mm. it really well. Um, I'm going to change my schedule a little bit, and we're going to jump right into the Suicide Squad movie to continue this animated discussion. Okay, Because cool. this... I believe this might be actually one of the outliers. Ooh, okay. And I say that in a sense that I don't think it's one of DC's best. I 
pretty yeah, how big I'm gonna say this. Uh oh. I think that it is one of the worst DC animated <laughs> films ever made. I th- just felt like it was gratuitous in its use of violence. Mm. Mm. It was gratuitous in its way that it, like the strip club scenes, it held no relevance to the characters. It held mm. no relevance to the story. Why, why, why? It's like you got approved for an R rating and just went, okay, mm. put that so- in there. Let's um, we're jumping the gun a bit, and I, I do yeah, like sorry. it. I do like anger. this. Anger, anger, anger frustration. <laughs> but it, it means we're passionate about this. But I, I got to tell the the listeners here what Suicide Squad Hell to Pay is all about. Now it's uh, Task Force X, which is the Suicide Squad led by um, led by Deadstroke. Is it Death Deathstroke? Why did I say Deadstroke? I got Deadpool on the mind. Led by Deathstroke. <sighs> And they are after this mystical object that will um, give people a free pass when they die. So they skip hell and go straight to heaven. Amanda Waller wants that free pass, but so does Vandal Savage. So there's a few other characters as well who are after it, but those are the key players. Um, And the team this time around consists of, as I said, Deadshot leading the team, Bronze Tiger, Killer Frost, Copperhead, Captain Boomerang, and Harley Quinn. You're not going to Big talk Sunday. about the characters at the start. Well, okay, this is this is the thing. You kind of when you when you watch when you well when you have done a writing degree like I have, it's quite simple to see um, at the very start. No, spoilers ahead, guys. Red flag. Spoilers ahead. It's easy to see who are the second-rate villains that are easily going to die. Yeah, that's true. But so, I think I think they played a big part in the intro, I feel. They did. I feel like they, they set up these deaths, at the very least, were very good in setting up your expectations for the film. Ooh. Immediately you knew <laughs> that this film was going to be bloody, it was going to be gory, and it was going to be... Sexy, but not sexy. in a good way. Yeah, well, at the, the thing is, the way it introduced it at the start, maybe, you know, it would be like, oh, okay, so they're just going to, you know, there's going to be these this sorts of thing and it's not a big deal. But as you said, when it goes along, now I think we should, I think we should cover this because this is a big, I think a big deal, mm. is they go to the strip club to find, um, I don't even, I can't remember that dude's name, Steel Maxim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who was a stripper. Now, on one hand, it's sort of like... Why? Well, yeah, it's why, why, but it's sort of like, okay, they're going to a strip club in any other movie or any other animated thing. Usually, it's women. Women doing the stripping. And so it's a male strip club, and you're like, okay, that's different. But then it keeps going to the point it's awkward. Well, the only thing that kind of... And it didn't even redeem it. But the only kind of pass that I gave that scene was that in the audience, yes, there were women throwing dollar-dollar bills, y'all. But (laughs) there was also men throwing dollar-dollar bills, y'all. And that is the only thing that made me go, oh, okay, Mm. go DC. That's good. Yeah. But still did not warrant that scene being there. No, because it kind of, it did feel like, I mean, it 
it just didn't fit. And I think that that goes for a, a couple of different other things that were very mature for the film. So it had this R rating, like you said. It had this this strip club scene. And then it also had this point where it, Deadshot goes to a crack house and there's someone who's... It's just so crazy. Like this guy's um, about to put heroin, you know, inject heroin in the background. So it's sort of like all these different little bits and pieces which did not really support the story, aid the story, move the story along, but were put in and because of that, there was an R rating. Yeah. It didn't it, need to be. It didn't need, no. I think I would have liked it without all of those elements. Yeah. Possibly. In in fact, this sort of story could have been told. I mean, if you took away those elements, if you if it didn't have um, the gory side as well, because there, there's a way you can do camera angles and work around it, you could easily easily take the story out of this and throw it at Young Justice. Just, Young Justice. <laughs> young Justice. Yeah, Young Justice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think it just felt they wanted to be R to be R. Because exactly. I think all of the other films have been pretty, uh, like, PG or G, like... So, I, th- I feel like they want this Suicide Squad animated films to be the hardcore, edgy stuff. Mm. And I and feel like yeah. this is their way to make more adult, like, m- sell more films to adults. But I actually kind of feel like in this instance, it backfired. It backfired. It didn't work. Yeah. But, no um... Sale. But at the same time, and this is, <laughs> this is, I guess, a similar thing that went for the Suicide Squad movie with Margot Robbie, in that the characters and the voice actors were really good. Like, we were, I remember I was watching this and looking at Copperhead, the half-snake man. Yeah. I think, this guy's funny. Yeah. This guy's great. Why do we not see more of this guy? Yeah. So they definitely had some great characters to watch, and I guess that's how, if I was to recommend this film in any sense, it would be for the characters. Yeah, definitely. Mm. There with you. But definitely not worth buying on Blu-ray, not worth buying on digital. <laughs> definitely do not see this at the film, at the At cinema. the cinemas. If your friend has it and they want to lend it to you, awesome. If you want to go to their house and watch it, sweet, make them pay. But oh, don't, do you want to pay for the petrol? <laughs> do not pay to see this film. No. I would recommend literally buying any other DC animated universe film. Literally any other. Literally. Except for, as I said earlier, the Batman oh, and the, Harley Quinn one, yeah. which was just... That... Oh. Do you know what's funny is... Mm. So the main director of these DC animated universe films is called Jay Olivia. Mm-hmm. Um, he is incredible. And I find whenever he's not involved with one of these animated films, it, it goes to crap. And these two films he was not involved in. Uh, oh, wow. And, and it just makes me go, dude, you need to step in and say, oh, this doesn't fit in my universe. And, yeah. and school them. Like, you've made this connected web of incredible animated films, Justice League War, Justice League Thrones of Atlantis. Like so many you did flashpoint in an animated film and nailed it Mm. nailed it freaking nailed it justice league flashpoint paradox watch that film and then it's a very good film the other one that i can't think of where with swamp thing um what was it (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, is that the one where he kind of shows up? But no, hang on, no, he was in um, he was in that Batman and Harley Quinn film as well. Justice uh, League Dark. Oh, Justice League Dark. Yes. yes. Some of that, that animation was beautiful. Is one of my favorite films. Throne of Atlantis. Some of the yeah. best hand-to-hand combat animation I have seen. The, but uh, yeah, these two films he was not involved in, and mm. I I feel like they shouldn't be in the DC animated universe canon because they don't fit. Mm. They're a different target audience, different market, and it kind of it craps on your brand. Mm. And I feel like you just need to step in and say, nope, this is not a good idea. Nope, no, no, no. Absolutely. But also, when we sat down to watch this, we it honestly... Was it marketed as a sequel to the previous Suicide Squad? Because there was no yeah. correlation between the scene, those two um, films. Well, but yeah, there was, was correlation yeah. with Flashpoint, which was a redeeming factor. That was a bit like a, oh, hey! <laughs> yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, but still not enough to redeem this pile of poop. Yeah, yeah, at the, at Sorry, the end. <laughs> well, if we had to rank the films, we know where we're going to put this one, and they're always going to have to have... There's always going to be a bad film, and the best thing exactly. about it is that they're, they're trying... They are trying something different. They are trying to make a mature uh, story for, the, for older viewers, and... Um, I mean, it's good that they're pushing the boundaries, but I think this this shows them that they can dial it back a little bit and have a wider audience. Yeah, true. Yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, we've reviewed it. Sweet. I'm um, I'm hearing a point five out of ten or zero. <laughs> what, what are you? Look, I'll give it a point five out of ten, purely because of that flashpoint paradox reference, and that's mm. it. Nothing else. Mm. No. I might be a little kinder and say maybe 1, 1. 1.5 because oh. I still liked the characters. Okay. Yeah, maybe I have to go 1.5 because I need to give it another 0. 0.5 for having males and females at the male strip club. So that takes yeah. up to a 1 and then a 0. 0.5 for the characters. So 1.5 mm. out of 10. Mm, so it's the characters. Also, I do love the animated style that DC films have. Yeah, see, I I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> not this film. I don't know. I think maybe just the stench of this film just made me not like any of it. <laughs> mm, so that yeah. could be. No, that 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 is a shame. We we are a little bit of anno- a little bit annoyed at how this film turned out, considering how fun and how um, creative the previous Suicide Squad film was, and that one was set yeah. in Arkham Arkham Asylum. Um, but that was our discussion on Suicide Squad Hell to Pay. Now, I'm going to bring forward my comic book of the week. Alistair, while I'm discussing this one, please feel free to think of one yourself and chuck it on at the end. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, my, my comic book of the week is Batgirl Rebirth Volume Number 3. I purchased this one on co- free comic book day and I got a huge discount, so I got Volume 2 and Volume 3. Um, you will see an article coming out on Novastream about my thoughts on Batgirl and the Batgirl film and how, although these Rebirth comics are fantastic, it's a bit odd having Barbara Gordon regress from her Oracle characteristics to someone who's kind of naive and um, in, the, in the role of Batgirl. But at the same time, 
it is a great read. It has uh, it cements the story into modern day and reflects a lot on the social environment at the moment, especially what you would expect to find at a university or a college, and even an area that is just about to be up and coming that was kind of neglected, and then the suburb all of a sudden gets money put into it and hipster cafes and stuff. You know, it's <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but it's it's good in that sense because it really is a reflection on society at the moment and what sort of different things are happening but also forward thinking in the sense of technology so i do really recommend batgirl volume number three and there's a little bit of nightwing in there so you know gotta love yourself a little bit of nightwing yeah so go out and get those ones guys now alistair do you have a comic book of the week well, I've been uh, rereading Animal Man, the new 52, uh, which I'm very excited about. I love this comic book arc, and I was devastated when it when it got cancelled. Uh, basically, it does cross over with Swamp Thing um, and kind of deals with the idea of the red and the green. And, oh, I just love these comic books so much, and I really wish Animal Man got a rebirth, and I'm kind of hoping that someone will bring him to life um (laughs) yeah so i'm really enjoying that if you do not know who animal man is it's basically the incredibles on crack Ah. um (laughs) it's a whole family and basically they can change into any animal on earth actual like physical form of an animal any animal um but they use so you know how swamp thing uses the green Mm-hmm. Well, they use another power called the red, and it's basically drawing on blood. Mm. Um, and it, oh, I just love these comics. They're so interesting. The art on Animal Man 1, New 52, is just spectacular. Um, I'll, send you a, I'll send you a poster of it. It's one of my favorite covers of all time. Um, definitely worth a read. Fantastic. Well, thank you. It's good to hear. It's good to hear of different characters, especially like that, when I'm stuck in my Batgirl at Nightwing corner, <laughs> to have something so out of left field come. You know, I've actually, the first time I um, I was introduced to the character Animal Man was in uh, Brave and the Bold, that, Ooh. the animated television series for kids. And... I don't know if you watched the series, but it's, it's... I didn't see that episode, but I'm totally going to find it now. Well, now, okay, so... I, there's there's a big point of this episode because it actually... It, it made me tear up. Wow. And okay. it's Brave and the Bold, and it's something that Neil Patrick Harris voiced the music oh. maestro in one episode, which is hilarious you, and fantastic. And I know we talk about this a lot. Do you remember the Condiment King? <laughs> <laughs> yes! Love that character. And I would love if someone just popped it in a movie or something uh, just yep. for gigs. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that would that would be hilarious, especially because he is a character that um, is one of the first villains that Batgirl and Robin both faced on their way to face an actual villain. Yeah. kind of just rode past him on Batgirl motorbikes and kind solo of film. spun him out. Condiment King, played by Neil Patrick Harris. Featuring Heinz ketchup and keen <laughs> mustard. Yes! You know what? I am Done. all for that. Done! Hopefully one of our listeners will start a petition on change.org or something. Oh, we'll get that I'm, going. Send I'm it off to Movie World. Oh, sorry, Warner Brothers. Get them to make it. 
But as for now, thank you so much for joining me, Alistair. I actually heard from a little birdie that you are starting a morning podcast. Do you want to maybe give it a little bit of a plug? Am I do. Well, I now have two podcasts on Nova Street, which is exhausting to think about. Uh, (laughs) So I have the Movies Cast, which is our weekly news um, and reviews on the latest in film. And it's just called Nova Stream Movies Cast. But also, we are going to have a news podcast every morning releasing at 6 a.m. Monday to Friday. And you know how you wake up in the morning and you log onto your Facebook and some big trailer is dropped from America overnight, all the time. Happens. Mm. And all this news happens while we sleep. You know, all the cons, all everything just happens while we sleep and we wake up and you've got to literally scroll through different pages to find different things. We're going to kind of get all of that and put it in a podcast. So yeah. you can just like turn it on, on your way to work and it'll be, you know, 10, 15 minutes max. It'll give you completely up to date. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm not excited about getting up that early in the morning, <laughs> but I am excited for the podcast itself. Well, I'm glad you're taking one for the team, but it definitely sounds like something you can listen to in the car, in the shower, or even while you're doing yoga. Why not? Get your pop culture news from the uh, Morning Brew. That's it. We didn't say the name. Morning Brew. Morning Brew. Oh, and make sure you have it with a cup of coffee, because that's the best way to enjoy any kind of news. True. To be honest, the best way to enjoy anything, but I'm a little bit biased as a barista. Finally, thank you so much for joining me, Alistair. I enjoy chatting all the different bits of news, which is a little bit of Young Justice, and then the review of Suicide Squad. I'm going to wrap this up now. So, guys, if you want to watch anything more from me, go check out Brick Girl on YouTube, and also check out our new... Not quite new. I mean, we're a week out, but still, it was so much fun. Go check out our cosplay music video on NovaStream, our Facebook page there. We've got a couple of little cosplay shorts as well, so... Give us a like, give us a follow, check out what we do because we do it and we love it. Just Hope you have a wonderful. Oh, go, just jump we in. Go, um, we need to tell everyone do you know that DCN is now on iTunes? There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, find us on iTunes. And it's also on Overcast. Find and us on Overcast. Also on Google Podcasts. And did you know that if you have a smart speaker, you can walk up to it now and say, hey, Google. Play the latest episode of DCN, and guess what? It'll play the latest episode. Fantastic! Well, that's a quick and easy way to play my beautiful voice, my luscious, smooth, gorgeous tones to <laughs> go throughout your house, echoing in a beautiful way in sing-song tones. And that is where we'll end it. Thank you for listening. I have been your host, Brittany, aka Brick Girl. I hope you have an absolutely super week. Bye for now.